Well, hello there. Welcome and thank you for listening to this audio. You are listening to Passion Harvest. I'm Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. I'm so excited to be joining you today. Thank you for listening and making me a part of whatever you are doing now. Passion Harvest makes magic. We are inspired to do it, manifest it. Every day we aim to engage, inspire, and develop the human spirit with passion. In this episode, I speak with Sarah Smith. I just love Sarah and her voice is so soothing and incredibly healing. Sarah is a healer and clairvoyant reader who has the ability to scan her client's emotional body through their chakras and aura and see the core issues that are inhibiting them from reaching their potential. Sarah provides information to shift energy and empower individuals to achieve ultimate healing. Sarah is also a yoga teacher and so much more. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. This is her story and this is her passion. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on Passion Harvest and welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really uh, feel honored that you are making me a part of your podcast. I was thinking about the word passion mm-hmm. and what that means to me. And I think for me, it, it's about um, doing whatever it is can be something kind of insignificant to something big that just makes me happy that I enjoy doing it and it doesn't feel like work. And then I know I'm in the, you know, in the right place, you know, at the right time doing the right thing. But, you know, there's always, you know, at times that things may happen like for example maybe I was thinking back about uh, uh, I'm one of these people unusual who I, I like to clean I actually really enjoy cleaning and organizing and uh, it's in my happy place but I remember having a job like that once but then having a really uh, crummy boss and so here I'm in my happy place but then I've got this person who's you know um got some out of balance energies or whatever and they're you know making my life miserable and so then um i i think that if a person is following their passion and there's obstacles that come up it just kind of depends on what you um what's going on and like how you change that adversity because that was one of the things i was thinking about too was what happens when you're in your passion, but you have adversity. So I was thinking about that. So in that instance, um, I, I tried uh, uh, killing my boss with kindness, and um, that worked, uh, and that changed things. But sometimes, you know, um, if you're, you know, on your path, and you think you're doing what you need, and then... Um, things come up that, uh, you know, it's one obstacle after another. Um, You know, sometimes you're being redirected. And so um, I think the most important thing when you're, if you're trying to find your passion, because there are a lot of people I know who 
are not, you know, enjoying what they're doing, not happy. They're taking their, you know, like work to just survive, get that paycheck. Um, I think that where you want to go is you have to do what you have to do. So I I think number one is to um, be forgiving to yourself and give yourself um, permission to be doing what you're doing for the reason of, you know, you've got to survive, you've got to pay your bills, you've got to feed your family, you've got to feed yourself, you've got, you know, you have to. So that's number one, you know, making sure you're, you know, checking those boxes off and giving yourself a pat on the back for doing that. Until And then in the meantime, I would say that you want to start looking at your intention. I think that that's huge. And what that means is, you know, what is it you want to receive? And it's if you're look if you get too intellectual about that, it kind of cuts off that creative side of creating it. So, for example, if you're um, just uh, thinking too hard about what it will be and trying to think of a thing, and you, and that doesn't come up for you, like you know you're not an artist and you know you're not a singer and you know you're not, you know, and it's like, I don't know what I am. Uh, then go to what um, energetically, your intention, like energetically, what would you want to receive? And so, for example, maybe thinking about um, when you're, go to your place, wherever that place is going to be, that passion, when it, shows up that you feel like you've come home that's one of the things um that I feel like I've come home and I'm in my um I'm in my happy place uh that the people around me for example another intention would be the people around me make me um feel welcomed and included and I feel supported and loved and um I have well-wishers and that um I shine you know my and so those are, you know, a, an example of intention where you just look at the energy then. So if you don't know what that thing is, then energetically start to look at that and start to plant the light for that in your life. And I, I notice that when I do um when I am there, even when I'm, so for me, uh, I, I am really doing what I love. I, a couple of things, you know, I've been a clairvoyant reader and healer professionally for over 25 years now and have clientele all over the world and it's not work to me. It's just um, effortless and I, I love it. The other thing I've been doing for the last over 10 years now is teaching yoga and um I'm a 500-hour RYT, registered yoga teacher, um, and I love that. So I, you know, teach eight classes a week, and my classes are really full. There are 30 to 40 people in my classes, and uh, for me, it's just so fun. But, you know, within that, I put in the work and um, prepare myself, and I'm present through it all. But that's the good part, too. When you love what you're doing, it's easy to be present. And you uh, don't want to miss a moment. I I love what you said earlier about, so you had your passion for cleaning. But when you have inhibitions or roadblocks along the path, I know it just reminded me of, like, 
you're meant to flow like a river, so obviously not swim upstream. So sometimes those passions kind of morph into other aspects if, if you're trying to flow down the stream. That's true. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you start on one thing and it makes you happy for a while and then um, all of a sudden you find yourself not loving it as much and then, you know, you end that and start a new thing. So, uh, and and that's kind of my life. I don't, I'm not a great planner. I just kind of flow from one thing to another when it stops being fun. <laughs> I usually, you know, say, okay, I'm done here. You know, what's the next thing? And then I just, you know, start thinking, well, what, what would be a fun thing to do? And then do that as, you know, as a hobby or a side thing. And then you, it'll do like yoga, you know, it's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm getting, I'm 50 now. I probably should do some yoga here and, uh, you know, getting older and then, you know, going to different classes and going, God, I love this. And then, and, and that's the other part. Uh, you know, I love this. I love the yoga part, but don't do, I don't want to do the breathing and I don't want to do the meditation. I just like this. That would be, that would be. And then I started going, then I, then I started um, thinking about teacher training because I, would get get in class and you know you get that inner voice that comes in and says so my inner voice say you know I could pop I can do this that comes up inside I could do this in fact I would probably have done it this way I think this would have been a little better so I'm already in my mind and then so then I get my credentials and then in that they start exposing me to that the breath work the pranayama which I was like not wanting to do and I'm like I love this and then going into meditation I love this so it's funny how you know you you know you start where you're at and you own it and you enjoy it and then you know things kind of open up like you say and you're just the flow and it, it's it's just life it's such a journey so obviously where you are now you're very passionate and you're living a fa fantastically passionate life did you imagine you, 25 years ago what your life would be like now or did you have a plan or did it just slowly create along the path of life uh for me again I am not a great planner um I mean I am I do plan you know I mean I do plan so that you know the short term of you know all your decks in a row your you know mortgages paid and your you know all all of that but um finding my um finding my work I look at it like at times when in in the past when I was um, let's say out of work and thinking you know maybe I you know my head well, I'm married so of course I have my husband and he works so that always gives me a little um, breathing room you know where I'm not the sole mm -hmm. person but I've looked at like I've in the old days <laughs> before the internet when you open up the newspaper and actually look at <laughs> jobs some people I still do that. <laughs> the old days. I remember, you know, going through jobs, going, you know, seeing, you know, I, I could do that, but I don't want to do that. I could do that, but I don't want to do that. I could do that, but I don't want to do that. And then, you know, just waiting for that one that just kind of would light up, and um, and and then taking that job. So I have done jobs, and uh, but then. Um, what I found for me was things would just evolve on their own. You know, all of a sudden I'm getting, you know, um, we moved, we, we lived on Maui for eight years and I was, um, started to connect into that more metaphysical world and 
there would be all these amazing readers, you know, people who would, you know, read energies and healers. And I found myself drawn to that and, you know, going to them. And then just hearing my inner voice, I just started to know that I was getting that same information that I would be in like a, um, like a workshop or something that someone held. And I, was not- I would start to notice that I, I just received that piece of information right before that, you know, speaker, that, you know, person holding the workshop, the author of this fantastic book or whatever said it. And I started, so sometimes things just kind of show up for me and I noticed them and then um, I would explore that a little more. And then for me, I just, I think I'm lucky. I think I have a lot of luck, good luck. And the path just opens and all of a sudden I'm getting um, people, you know, asking for my services and it just evolving. So I am really one of more of those evolving people. But in my work, you know, I do readings for people all over the world and um, by phone. And when they call and I, you know, and they're having roadblocks in their work, what the beauty of the clairvoyant world is, is you can get to that core issue of what is blocking or what is holding the back or what what is not working and why, and doing that shifting of energy. So even for myself, when um, something comes up that isn't working, there's always a way to either shift the energy or shift inside where I'm at so I can align more with what's going on. And that is really about, you know, aligning with your passion, really knowing who you are and what the energy is you're dealing with and how to shift it so you can be successful in it or get that new piece of information. So there's that inner voice. I love. So I think that's for me, it's the inner voice has always kind of led me. It's so true. And I just... I just love your voice. I, not that I could fall asleep to it, but just it's so beautiful. <laughs> I would love to hear, I know your work's incredible. I would love to hear more about it and how, so when you get your messages, when you're working with people, do you see it? Do you hear it? How is that processed for you? And what do you do for the listeners that aren't, don't, don't know what you do? That is such a good question. Um, within us, we have our energetic body, I guess is the best way to say it, with the uh, different chakras, you know, they're the energy centers on the body. And when I'm reading a person, I stay in my brow chakra or my third eye. Mm -hmm. Because if you go down into your heart when you're working with somebody, you match their energy. So if like a person is really, you know, had something really sad or traumatic going on, and if you go into your heart, which, I mean, of course, absolutely care 100%. But if you, as a reader, if I try to read them from my heart, I will just match and I will just feel all their feelings and I can get caught in that. And it doesn't really help them. They already are in there. They don't need a person to feel that. Or it'll even light up my own, you know, my own stuff in my heart. And then I'm looking at them, you know, through that filter of 
let's say, I, if I had had some similar trauma and coming at it from that, it's going to skew the information. It's not going to be helpful. And it's going to, it could, and, and usually if, if a healer is healing or reading from that place, it's wrong. The information's, you know, wrong because it's got uh, the filter. It's their stuff, their projection. How did you learn? How did you know that? Did you learn that from someone? Or you- I had a reading clientele and I was doing readings, but I wasn't very well trained. That started on Maui, but still, uh, you know, I have to say I did a pretty good job, but I was a novice again. I just, I just kind of jump in. I'm a little fearless. When we moved back to the mainland, I came across a, a friend who was actually my uh, sister's best friend growing up. So I knew, and there's nine years difference between us. So my friend Sharon is my sister's friend. We ran into each other, and she had been trained. She's you know very psychic, and really phenomenal work. And she had been trained at uh, the Berkeley Psychic Institute in California. And she learned that. And I started to take classes from her. And then after about six months, you know, I just have to say it's kind of a natural, we teamed up and we started to give workshops. And then we even started two schools, one in New York. And we're living in, uh, and, and still do, I still live in Washington State. Sharon has passed away now. But at the time for about 12 years, we had a school in Washington State in Seattle area hmm. and in New York um, on Long Island. And we do six months, we just fly for the weekend into New York and do a three-day workshop. And, and it would be a continual school, you know, one week in a month for six months. And then we'd do the other six months on the West Coast. So, uh, yes, these techniques I learned from Sharon, who learned them at the Berkeley Psychic Institute. And so... And they developed so, as well. Yeah, they developed, yeah. So looking through your brow chakra, uh, your third eye, and staying there, and you can play around with that yourself. If you lick your finger and touch, if you go to the place where your eyebrows meet and go up about a half an inch and tap it with a wet finger, it puts a kind of a cold spot, and that's where you, with your eyes closed, that's where you keep your focus right there. When you're looking at someone, there's more to it than that. There's a whole meditation of clearing your chakras and moving energy so that you're really clear. But that is, you know, the that's where you want to be. And then when I go in and look at someone, back to your question <laughs> earlier, is that I know there's so many side side paths. We here. could be speaking for hours, but we've got limited yeah. time. <laughs> but when I go in and look, I see what lights up in a person. So their chakras light up, and your every chakra all seven, they are connected to your emotional body and each chakra has a function. And so uh, if let's say you're having problems um, being in your power with people, you're a yes person, you're always giving your power away, that's going to light up in the solar plexus because that's the chakra for that, for example. Or if you don't know who you are, you have self-esteem issues, that is going to light up in your heart chakra. And so, you know, or if you have trouble communicating, it'll light up in your throat chakra. So that's how I see what's going on. I'll see what lights up. So that that's just how it works. Do you see my physical body? Um, I see the chakras. I see a lot of times I, I've shown symbols in many different ways and all at once even. The aura lights up. I'll see the different colors. Yes, I do see the colors. Um, I see different things going on in those chakras, like if you have a cord of energy that's connecting you, let's say from your throat chakra to someone else because you guys 
are a person is let's say having some uh, kind of battle energy with someone else so there'll be a psychic cord that connects the two where everything that you want it let's say let's say for example if it was you and your friend and you were having you know a difference of opinion you'd be that cord would be there maybe where I, your words are trying to you know well, if they said this, I would say this. And I wish they had heard me when I said that. Or if I had the opportunity, I'm going to say this. And then that cord, that energy travels, that person cords right into their throat chakra. They're going to cord right, they're going to, that energy is going to come back. And you get this whole um, mental conversation going on. Mm-hmm. And so you see all these things, but they are sitting there in a person's energy field. So I, I guess... I'm seeing more, I see your energy field, not the physical body so much, but I see and where on the body it is though, and what's going on. Fascinating. What does a cord look like to you? It depends, but usually it, well, it depends. I mean, it really depends on what the energy is. So if it is uh, whatever that kind of the nature of the energy is, sometimes they're very thin cord, it's just, you know, and black, and sometimes they're thick and black, and sometimes they're kind of white frozen, depending on like, if there's fear on that cord or a rage on that cord or if there's, you know, love or, you know, I mean, it just depends on what, what, I mean, you, a person can have, you know, be courting into you or you into them or both um, it from strong emotion, whether it's from love to hate to anything in between. And so some, you know, so sometimes that's going on. Um, it, it could be anywhere. It could be into, you know, depending on where you see it, it could be in it. So if let's say you're getting a lot of headaches, and you're not, so someone will call me up and they'll even just say, you know, I, I haven't even started to look and they'll go, God, I've had these headaches. I've been taking aspirin or, you know, Advil or Aleve or whatever, and they're not going away. Then you want to go look for the cord. Okay, possibly there's a cord going on here because, you know, the, mm. so. Um, and your work is to clear the cords and lighten yeah, up pull the out chakras? Yeah, uh, pull the cord out. Uh, get the person into how to clear this energy how to maybe step out, depending, can it depends on what's going on, but let's just, you know, look at what, how is it serving them, how is it not serving them, are they giving their power away, or are they in their power, are they, um, what, is, what is it they're wanting from that person, maybe that's not where you're going to get that, you know, let's look at your core issue. Maybe it's something they didn't get when they were little, and they have a wound, and they're asking that person for it. Maybe it's, or maybe that person is, an unsafe person that's manipulating them and they don't realize it because they have an unhealed part. I mean, it could be anything. So you can see how vast, yes, how many scenarios it could be, but it depends. And, but that's where we go. What, where did that, why is that cord there? What's the opening for it? Let's close the doorway. Let's get to the core issue. Let's get you into coming back into who you are, loving who you are, creating this great path, having, you know, a lovely life and great, safe people around you and successful relationships. I mean, that's the goal. You know, let's get into the optimal. Mm-hmm. What's the life you really want to live here? Beautiful. Kind of fantastic. We're almost out of time. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, let me think. I, I, I guess one last thing is that on the subject of passion, if your audience is looking to find their passion, you want to come in using your heart chakra 
for what its function is and the and the main function of the heart chakra is who you are how you how you want to walk the planet and loving yourself so that is what i'd like to leave your audience with is start thinking about what you love about yourself and start to bring that in and if you see things in other people that you really wish you were then know that that is really part of your divine identity you may not have realized or aligned with it but you wouldn't have that attraction and know that that is part of who you are too and you want to start owning that so that is what i'd like to say last i love it (laughs) thank you so much sarah for being on the show uh you're welcome louisa thank you for having me pleasure okay i will speak soon Thank you so much for joining me today. If you would like to know more, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Passion Harvest. We would love to hear from you. Tell us how you are living your passions. Please subscribe to our podcast and share with a friend who may be inspired to develop their passion. And remember, follow, harvest and live your passion today.